Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Your Words Against Mine, a competitive reading podcast between siblings. I am your host, Elizabeth Connor. And I'm your co-host, Thomas Dempsey. And Thomas. Yes? What have you not been reading? Well, I have not been reading your company because we actually got to hang out this past weekend. We sure did. Yeah, and uh, we don't get together. Well, we think life happens, so we don't always get to hang out as much as we'd like to, but uh, this last weekend I thought was pretty good. We uh, had some good meals and did some grilling and just chilled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a very yeah. nice weekend. Yeah, it was your first time eating Popeye's. It was, and and that was delicious. Yeah, we just got the first Popeye's in our town, and uh, for the like first month or two, it was just jam-packed around the clock, and now it's finally getting to the point where it's only about a 30-minute wait going through the drive-thru. Okay. As opposed to the hour plus that I think I waited in line the first time I went. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. And, uh, always happy to get some grilling time in. I'm not all that much of a expert where those sorts of things are concerned, but I like cooking meat outdoors. You do very well. Thank you. You're welcome. Ah, yeah. Speaking of meals... And cooking, uh, what y'all have for dinner tonight? Um, we just did like spaghetti. Oh, hey, I love spaghetti. It was very, it was very simple. Yeah, white sauce or red? Red. Okay, because you make a great white sauce pasta. Oh, well, thank you. But yeah, that's, that's something I look forward to making again soon. Yeah. Uh, so... What all, is that all we want to say, uh, extracurricular matters, or do we want to get right, oh, Mal, I had a, uh, anxiety <laughs> dream the other night, that was uh-huh. so classic, it was just a full-on forgot-to-study-for-the-test sort of mm. deal, it was a, uh, I'm pretty sure it was more of a collegiate setting, cause the class size felt smaller. And mm-hmm. we were meeting at the professor's house, which was right across the street from my home, which should have been a tip-off that it wasn't real. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was doing a report on cats, and I was basically rushing to slap the whole thing together in like the 30 minutes before class started. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you still have dreams like that? Um, Not really where I am a student. I have stress dreams about work where, like, troublesome students of years past, like, come back to haunt me. Oh, no. <laughs> well, no, not too many, I hope. Um, I usually get, I, I usually only get them, like, in the summertime, right before school's going to come back into session. Okay, that's interesting. So, you know, psychology people, do with that what you will. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we've done. We've kind of been watching more movies lately. So, you know, you and I, before we started recording, very briefly talked about, like, what me and Brian watched. 
Yeah. Uh, earlier this evening, we watched the HBO original 61 um, because it's about Roger Maris when he broke Babe, Babe Ruth's record. Um, right. And so, like, <laughs> of course I did the thing that is, like, super annoying when you're watching movies. And I'm, like, asking Brian all these questions. And I'm, like, so Roger Maris is in the Hall of Fame, right? And he was, like, no, he's not. Aw. And I was, like, what? How is, uh, like, what? And he goes, in order to be in the Hall of Fame, they look at your entire career, not just what you put into in a season. Oh. And I guess that, like, that one record was just sort of like the high point. I guess. I mean, I, of course, during the movie, because I was curious, was like, you know, doing Wikipedia searches on Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle. And I mean, Roger Maris, like was a, was a member of three world series winning teams. Sure. So. Yeah. And I did not really, like, the movie obviously makes Mickey Mantle out to be, like, this, you know, this alcoholic and this ladies' man. And I went on to Wikipedia, and, of course, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, he was those things. Okay. Like, at his retirement ceremony, this is Mickey Mantle. At his retirement ceremony, not only did he bring his wife, but he also brought his mistress. Okay. Wow. So, um, what what else you been watching? Um, oh, we watched The Conjuring 2 the other night. Oh, you're getting ready for the sequel? Well, see, that's the thing. I didn't even know there was going to be a sequel until I came across the trailer for it on Facebook today. Yeah, I haven't been watching that many trailers as of late. How's it look? Um, it looks terrifying. All right. Which, you know, I'm not like a big horror movie person, but right. the older they get, the more curious I become. Like, I sit there and I'm like, I feel like there's just this whole other realm of like a movie genre that I'm just clueless about. Sure. Um. So we watched The Conjuring 2 the other night and it was actually like, it was a good movie. Like, yes, it was scary. Yes, there were jump scares, but... Like, overall, it was a good movie. All right. And had you ever seen the first one? Mm-mm. Okay. My understanding is it's a fairly loose continuity. Like, it's more just, like, episodes from these people's lives. As Pretty opposed much. To, yeah. Hmm. So, we watched that the other night. Um, and, yeah. And... Also, while I was on Facebook today, I saw, like, the first seven minutes of the new Mortal Kombat movie. Okay. Which is going to be on HBO Max tomorrow. Right. So... Do you know how much longer Kong vs. Godzilla is going to be on there? I don't know. But some of my students have been talking about it, and they're like, Miss Connor, this is so good. Like, you need to see it. Yeah, because I... Enjoyed reasonably the uh, previous film, uh, King of Monsters, mm-hmm. the Godzilla one, and I'd be interested to see Kong Skull Island, but I just, uh, I don't know, like, I feel like I make out as being the movie guy, and I've just barely been watching any movies as of late. 
Brian and I went to go see Kong Skull Island in theaters, and we loved it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's got it had a great cast, so I'd be. It had such a good cast. I'd be down for it. I was uh, just sort of gazing about my room, and I settled on this rack room shoes bag that I had because I uh, finally got around to buying some new shoes this week. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I'll just I'll just wear them down to like tattered leather, but uh, I bought a bought two pairs because they had a bogo sale going on, mm-hmm. and uh, I got a uh, another pair of Timberlands, which are pretty reliable, and uh, for more like high impact sort of wear, I got a pair of Skechers that are pretty comfy. Yeah, those those like. Skechers, that's pretty much all I ever wear to work. Sure. Yeah, and the last pair of Skechers I had, I wore, wore for years. So, I, you know I value, like, lo- longevity, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's been a sort of an errandsy week. Uh, Monday was the shoes day. Tuesday, I tried hitting up the Belks in town to buy some more jeans, but they had their... Uh, uh, dressing room closed so mm. I wouldn't be able to try anything on mm-hmm. and I'm needing some pairs of jeans so I'll probably just have to bite the bullet and just like take it on faith that whatever fits me now or whatever size I'm wearing will fit with whatever I get mm-hmm. and uh, let's see and today I went and got my brakes changed on my car because they were squealing Mm-hmm. And uh, that that's something I've been overdue on. I think last time, like, it was one or two oil changes ago, they gave me this whole itemized receipt for all the procedures that my car was due for, and uh, brakes was one, I'm sure, like fuel injection or whatever else was on there, just a whole catalog of things they could hit me up for, but... Uh, yeah, I, I try to stay on top of that sort of thing, considering mm-hmm. how much I rely on my car just for work and getting around. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so, all right, I think that's uh covers our bases pretty well. You ready mm-hmm. to talk books? Yeah, sounds good. Okay. Well, uh, I didn't read all that much. Hey, what do you know? I didn't either. Awesome. So... <laughs> I've got uh, two books under my belt, and one book I will be discussing for our challenge talk today, so I'll just go ahead and mention the other one. Okay. Which, uh, going over the um, my Goodreads log for this book, I was surprised to see how long it actually took me to read, uh-huh. because I started this book uh, March 31st. Okay. And I only got around to finishing it today. But, and uh, admittedly, most of what I've read of it was probably in the last week, but I've just had it checked out from the library that whole time, and I feel like, I don't know, I guess I just sort of got distracted or things got in the way, but I finally got around to finishing it, and I enjoyed it, and it is a book by Ijoma Olu, Mm -hmm. and uh, the book is called Mediocre, and it's about... uh, basically like white supremacy in America and like the history of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I 
really liked it. It's uh, sort of a, a bouncing around like 19th century America to present day and uh, deals with a lot of different historical periods like westward expansion, uh, uh, reconstruction, civil rights era, modern day, and just all these instances when like civil rights and various issues were coming under attack and the ways that like sort of institutional uh, situations have been really volatile mm-hmm. so uh yeah that one get would get a recommendation from me it's uh i'm pretty sure it's like part of the suite of books i checked out from the library for black history month mm-hmm. and that i never actually got around to reading until pretty late but uh i mean i was glad to finally check it out and it reads pretty briskly like like mm-hmm. i said it's uh, well compartmentalized with different like uh, s- uh, historical moments and figures, mm-hmm. so it re- almost reads like a essay collection, just by okay. having like more overarching themes and concerns. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'd uh, say it was definitely it'd definitely be worth the checkout. Okay. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean. It's still pretty fresh in my mind, so if I don't have as much articulate to say about it, then that's on me. But I just know that I liked it and uh, was happy to have finally had it read. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and I don't know how, how long how you been doing with like library books. Have you been checking stuff out physically, or are you mostly just ebook? No, I'm I'm pretty much just straight up ebook, and I pay my ten dollars a month for my little or no i'm sorry i pay like ten dollars a month for one reading subscription service i pay like 10 bucks a month for another reading subscription service and i really should be going back to the library but i'm ashamed i i've been doing a lot of my reading from the library as of late and uh i think with things being like they are they've basically just done away with late fees uh-huh. Which uh, is handy because I'd probably be like paying the equivalent in that kind of subscription fee for just like the half dozen or so books I have checked out at any moment. But um, I like how you, like I said that I was ashamed to go back to my local library and you just didn't even touch it. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I didn't even <laughs> I presumed it was hyperbole. No, I wouldn't think they'd be all that uh put out to see you come around again nah like i checked out a whole bunch of books like no lie like two maybe even three years ago yes (laughs) and i have yet to return blizzabeth (laughs) how does that even work i so at this point like the library's like whenever i go (laughs) onto my my library account it's like it just it like they just charge me for the book at this point, so I have like over two hundred dollars or something in late fees. Elizabeth, just go to the library. <laughs> so I'm I'm just like you know at this point like I've kept the books this long, I might as well actually read them and then turn them back in. Oh my. 
Yeah, you tell See, her, look, Bernie. even Bernie is ashamed. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Just wow. <laughs> I didn't even think they would let dudes get that high. Well, I mean... <laughs> you know you can renew books through the app, right? I re I like used up all of my renewals. <laughs> like okay. it got to a point where they were just like, "No, you can't anymore." I'm not I'm not going to judge you. <laughs> but you are. But I am. <laughs> because Seriously that much? Yeah, it's seriously that much. Wow. I I uh, this, this is gonna, <laughs> you're going to have to you're going to have to move the per- conversation forward because I don't think I can I mean the I the can, only I mean the only the other thing I can tell you is like one time, do you remember when I lived in Barnwall? Yes. So it was like this super small town. The library system was like over multiple counties and sure. I don't know. I had like a late fee of like $40 and they submitted me to a collection agency. <sighs> okay. Just, you think you know a person. I just, <laughs> this is blowing my mind. And see, we we were sitting here the whole time thinking that I was the responsible sibling. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So um that's uh that uh that was uh, mediocre by uh Ijoma Aluo. Okay. Okay, that's it. So I've just read uh, Ijoma Aluo, uh, Mediocre, and mm-hmm. now you go. Okay. <laughs> um, so I've only read one book in the two weeks since our last oh. recording. But that's because I've also like gotten back into webtoons, or like back oh. into web comics. Web, yeah, web defo. Comics. Um, so... So I've really been like using utilizing the the webcomic app Manta, which I've talked about on on our show before. Um, they do their webcomics in like a subscription form instead of coin form. Yes. Um, so some of the ones that I've been reading are like or some of my favorites. Have been um, Lady Devil, uh, A Cat's Tail, and Goodbye. What is this? Goodbye Dieting? Goodbye Diet? Something like that. Um, Anyway, so I'll kind of go in order of the ones that I said, and then I'll actually get to the book that I read. So Lady Devil is about this woman who... She got caught kissing her brother when she was, like, six years old. 
her twin brother when she was six years old. And so her father and mother locked her up in a tower. Okay. Like, and she was secluded for pretty much her entire childhood and adolescence until it was time for her to get married. And then she got married and her husband was killed on their wedding night. Ah. So a couple of years have gone by. She's supposed to marry some like super old guy who's like, you know, I don't know. Cause at this point she's in like her early twenties and he's like in his like, I don't know, seventies, eighties. Yeah. Um, and she has a, and, and a special relationship begins to form between her and her twin brother. Okay. I mean, I mean, I don't know how much you know about Game of Thrones, but like, think Cersei and Jamie Lannister. Yes. Special relationship. Okay. Um, and just like basically the whole web comic is like very much gives me like Cersei and Jamie vibes. If Cersei Lannister was like sweet and innocent. Ah. <laughs> uh. So anyway, that's a super good series. Um, A Cat's Tale has definitely been the breakout. And it's actually a completed series. Um, So you can read the entire thing beginning to end. And and it's about a cat who... Well, the cat is the narrator. Yes. And he is a very intelligent cat. He um, has taught himself to read. He has basically finished the internet via his owner's smartphone. Okay. So, uh, the family who owns the cat has moved out from the city to the country, and he is on the lookout for other similar super intelligent members of the animal kingdom. Oh, yeah. So, at first you kind of think, like, okay, like, the series is going to be about this cat, like, making friends with really smart animals. And it kind of, like, gets a little soap opera-y. Like, there's some drama among the chickens. Yes. There's a dog who's just, like, a, like a full-on serial killer. Uh-oh. Um, and then it gets real dark real fast. Okay. And it's fantastic. Wow. Yeah, man, uh, that does sound interesting. And, like, and, you know, this series is very interesting because... You have an animal, the cat, who is humanizing other animals, the chickens and the dogs. Oh. Humanizing them, like, just through their mannerisms, or are they depicted as people? No, like, through their mannerisms. Like, the cat, like I said, the cat is the narrator, but there are no, like, conversations between animals. It's just the cat narrating, like perceived interactions among the chickens between the chickens and the dogs among the dogs like stuff like that um yeah so anyway it's just it's a very well written it's a very well illustrated webcomic and that is the cat's tail and it's awesome like it's awesome um and then the last one was goodbye dieting or goodbye diet And it's basically about a young lady who has body dysmorphia and um, she struggles with eating disorders. And so when she realizes that she has an eating disorder and gets the help that she needs, she recognizes that there is a space in which to create uh, 
body positivity um, within like her Asian culture. Okay, so, so this is a so this is more of like a like a modern setting uh, sort of story, like without yeah. the fantastical elements or anything. Yeah. So goodbye diet, goodbye dieting. Um, it's that one is very much with people. And it takes place, like, she's always wanted to be a model, but then when she comes to, like, accept herself and her body, she finds out that, like, she's not big enough to be a plus-size model, but she's too, but, like, she's too big to be, like, a supermodel. Hmm. So, it's very much about, like, how do I create a space for myself in a very superficial industry? Okay. And anyway, it, it kind of like chronicles her journey as she like explores that the early episodes chronicle her journey as she like struggles with her eating disorder. Um, and that's also just, it's a really good web comic and it is still ongoing. Oh, right. Well, that sounds good. So, um, before I talk about my book, we've been talking for about 30 minutes. You want to, um, take a break? Yeah. Yeah, I think we can take a break. Okay. Mm, and we are back to Your Words Against Mine, a competitive reading podcast between siblings. And Elizabeth, you were just about to tell us about the book you read for this week. Yeah, so like I said, I kind of got back into the web comics. So I've only read one book, um, but it was a good book. So the book I've read since our last recording was A Deal with the Elf King by Elise Kova, um, and I really, really loved it. Um, I did get it from my Kindle Unlimited subscription, and it very much reminded me of different works that I've read by Naomi Novik. Um, She wrote a book called Spinning Silver, which kind of is about the relationship between humans and winter elves. Um, And she read another book, but I can't remember exactly what it's called. But I remember it's about a young girl who gets taken into the dragon's um, castle. Uprooted, that's what it's called. Also by Naomi Novik. Um, But it very much reminded me... This, this book, A Deal with the Elf King, very much reminded me of books by Naomi Novik in terms of that the subject matter was similar, the world building was similar, um, the plot pacing was very similar. Yes. And those are just books that I really, really enjoy. Also, the level of romance in the book was very similar as well. Okay. Um, so... Yeah, it was all of those things. And basically what A Deal with the Elf King is about is there is a world which is divided into like three parts. The two main parts being Midscape and the natural world. And Midscape is where like the elves and the dryads, or no, no, not the dryads, they're extinct at this point. But like the elves and the fae and the vampires and the werewolves and all that stuff. Like that's where they live. And then the natural world is where all the humans live. Okay. 
and every 100 years a human woman is shows like propensity for magic and therefore she is claimed by the elves as the human king as the human queen to maintain balance between the natural world and midscape um right because if humans if, if humans possess magic, it is natural magic. It's not, I don't know, other kinds of magic. <laughs> okay. So basically, like, the elves and stuff need human magic or natural magic so that they can, like, grow crops. Oh. Alright. And so the book chronicles the girl who is the human queen and her relationship with her husband who is the elf king and adventures ensue. Okay, well that is is it like a romantic like uh emphasis? There's a rom there's a romance element to it. I wouldn't say that it's like super overpowering. Um All right, so it's and more it's like not, a and like the romance scenes are not written in a way to where I would feel uncomfortable recommending this book to our mom. Okay. So it's more so, like a straightforward like fantasy adventure. Yeah, like it's very much like a fantasy adventure and uh trying to find the balance between elements and things like that. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. It was. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad. All right. Well, I uh I've been reading uh a bunch of comics myself, but uh I can hold off on discussing that for this week. Uh if you want to just go right into discussing what I read for my reading challenge this week. Okay. All right. And for the listeners who uh are just joining us, uh every week we assign uh the other host to complete a reading challenge by that time next month basically giving us uh, four weeks to complete a reading challenge that we take on alternate episodes. And this week was my assignment to complete a reading task of completing one audio book. As I've spoken to in the past, I don't really do that much in the way of audiobook listening. I do plenty of podcasts, but in terms of straight up like books on tape, uh, hasn't really been a part of my media diet for a while i feel like when we were younger especially mom would check us out books on tape a lot and yeah. uh, we just listened to them driving around in the car and um fun fact when like those couple of years were like i was in middle school and you were in elementary school right so like you had to get dropped off before i did like whenever sure. we would drive from your school to my school I yes. would get mom to like take laps around the block so that I could like keep listening to our audiobook. Oh. That's nice. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh for my assignment I had to listen to an audiobook and I did so through the Libby app. They have a uh, pretty uh nifty audiobook interface that you can just bring up on your phone and peruse sort of like with Spotify. And uh, I selected my book called Wow No Thank You by Samantha Irby. <laughs> and it was an essay collection. Okay. Yeah. Now, do you know Do you know who Samantha Irby is? I don't. All right. Well, she's a, uh, she was a blogger 
got started around 2008 and uh, into the, uh, I think around 2013 is when she got her first uh, book of essays published called Meaty. And she is a, uh, a, uh, a bisexual black woman who is currently married to a woman with two children. And uh, she grew up in Chicago and they are... Um, are currently living in, uh, I don't know, Minnesota or someplace like that. Uh, in the book, Wow No Thank You, she discusses a lot her having to move out to a more uh, suburban rural area from living in a Chicago apartment for most of her life. And mm-hmm. uh, anyway, the essays are just sort of about her general life experience and um, the sort of recent history this book i believe was published in uh i don't know i found a copy of it at the bookstore today when i was um trying to figure the word count for it and Mm -hmm. uh i figure that's got to indicate that it's a fairly recent book but it best as i can figure i think it was like 2018 2019 Mm -hmm. right so uh it's fairly recent and yeah, I just think you'd, I think you'd probably be up your alley because there's just a lot of like very sardonic takes on stuff like making plans and going out to clubs and getting together with friends and just sort of like trying to strike a a balance of like a social life with sort of innate like introverted instincts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Samantha Irby's like voice is very like wry and crude sort of like sharply observational and uh open mm-hmm. and so i really enjoyed it and i think this kind of book specifically lends itself well especially to my sort of uh listening habits as far as like being an audio collection uh, uh an essay collection is concerned because what that essentially amounts to is just like a 10-hour string of podcasts that you can just listen to, like, as you're going about your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I did listen to most of it while driving around. Uh, and I it, I say it's 10 hours to listen to the whole thing in audiobook form. I feel like I probably could have knocked it out reading it myself in about half the time. Mm-hmm. Just by virtue of the fact that having someone, like, read a page out loud... Versus how you consume words in your head is just a lot brisker. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Uh, do you have much experience with audiobooks? Have we discussed this yet? Um, We did when I assigned the challenge. Like, now as an adult, most of the time audiobooks are very, like, soothing to me. Um, yes. I have a hard time like focusing on the material whenever I listen to an audiobook. Right. And honestly, if I was to begin reading one now, it would probably be for relaxation purposes and to help like drift me off to sleep. Okay. Well, and like I've had certain uh, a couple of moments like that with this book too. Not so much not like do, like like dozing off or like tuning out but uh just with regards to like i think there's do you have this thing where you read when you're reading a book where you'll just be like reading through the page 
and then you might come upon a moment and realize that you don't have a memory of reading the page preceding that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll have, cer- like, uh, moments like that with the audiobook where I definitely heard it and was listening in the moment, but, like, if I try to think back on, like, s- the specifics of, like, phrasing or what was said, then it doesn't really come to me. I don't think mm-hmm. it was as uh, persistent as it had the potential to be for reading just because I'm so accustomed to listening to stuff in my car, like audio. Uh, I listen to podcasts and stuff. So mm-hmm. on some level, I'm uh, accustomed to taking in that kind of information audio- audibly. But mm-hmm. if it were something like, say, a, a narrative or something with like a bunch of different elements that were designed to have me swept up in it i might be less capable of just getting into it okay but yeah i really like this one and uh i'd be interested to check and see if i've actually i've got another one of her books uh somewhere that i started and never got around to finishing but this could certainly like like spur me to finally get that get on that Mm mm-hmm and, uh, yeah, that was my reading challenge. Okay. I think, uh, we're moving along at a fair clip. You want to go ahead with the assigning of the next one? Yes. Actually, um, like, you talking about your book, like, I was like, oh, man, that would be such a good challenge. But I think I'm going to save it for, um, maybe the next one I assign. Okay. Um, so, now... Okay, here's my question. What is your experience with Game of Thrones? Oh, I've uh, watched individual episodes of the show. I've probably watched like the first two or three episodes of season one, and then an episode here or there as I was like going over to friends' house while that show was airing. Okay. And they'd always be like watching the latest episode, so. Okay. But I've never like made a concerted effort to watch the whole thing or anything like that gotcha all right so are you ready i am all right so this is very much based on the fact that i i was on facebook today and i found like a buzzfeed list of like the top 100 funniest game of thrones memes Uh and like i'm sitting in the car like crying laughing and Brian and like Brian's just like can we just go in the house now (laughs) so like it it made me realize like how much I want to actually like finish not only the series like the television show but also the series or or catch up with the books um right so your challenge if you choose to accept it between now and next month next month is to read the first Game of Thrones novel, which is called Game of Thrones, and simultaneously watch the first season of the show. Oh, that is fun. I like that. Yeah, and it's good because I've got the first four seasons of Game of Thrones on Blu-ray, and just because I was at this point I think a few years back where if there was a show I was pretty sure I was going to like, I'd just go ahead and get it mm-hmm. and then just wait around to watch it. And I've probably got at least like a dozen shows like that 
that I just have and haven't watched yet. But uh, that includes the first... Have you seen the... Um, uh, I don't know how plugged in you were to the discourse surrounding the last couple of seasons of Game of Thrones, but have you seen that meme of the drawing of the horse? Yeah. Yeah, where it's how like... How it began versus how it ended? Yeah, where like the first four seasons, i.e. the seasons that pretty much draw directly from the books, are this like perfectly drawn hindquarters of a horse, and then the last four seasons are just this progressively scratchier and scribblier looking horse. Yeah, and then it looks like, you know, like a five-year-old drew it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's actually reminds me of this new meme I've seen going around where people will take an object and then just demarcate it to, like, indicate progression along mm -hmm. a uh, span of time and then with, like, captions. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen any of these, but it's like, uh, I don't know, it's like somebody will post a picture of an especially large marijuana cigarette mm -hmm. and like the whole front part of it is just like like i don't know not feeling it and then like the last inch of it is like galaxy brain yeah or something to that effect but uh anyway yeah no definitely reading game of thrones and watching game of thrones sounds good and, and, you know, and I don't know, like, every time I see, like, the list of memes or I see, like, any kind of article about Game of Thrones, like, one of my most fond memories of being in grad school, especially in the last semester, was, um, like, there was a brewery in Columbia Right. And yeah, every I remember this. Yeah, and you remember this. And yeah. every single Sunday, they would be like, you can come watch Game of Thrones. Like, if you don't... Like, basically, like, if you're too poor to have HBO. <laughs> um, as long as, you know, you, like, buy some beer. So... Okay. Like, I would go... I would go, like, hang out in the warehouse of this brewery with a bunch of people that I didn't know. And I would, like have a couple beers and watch the fifth season of game of thrones yeah. because the guy I was dating at the time had the first four seasons on DVD. So I just watched his. Okay. Um, that and then I watched the fifth season at the brewery and then like the last. And then I also remember, cause this was about the time that like HBO was starting to venture out into like apps like, yes. Dad had HBO Go. Okay. So I, like, I took his iPad one night and watched the one episode that I missed because I was out of town that Sunday. Yes. Um, And then, like, the final episode of season five, like, the brewery did this whole big, like, to-do. They did, like, a... Tri like, they did, like, a catered dinner where the caterer featured dishes that would probably be popular in the time setting of Game of Thrones. Um, and then you paid like 15 bucks and you could bring your own beer stein and it was all you could drink beer. Wow. For the whole night. So you basically got there like two or three hours before the show actually aired and they fed you, you got to drink... And then I remember sitting there, like, by the projector, like, getting ready to watch it. And they couldn't get the H, like, they couldn't get the hookup to work. And the guy just oh. looked at me. 
And oh no! And the guy just looked at me, and at this point, they knew me by, you know, my maiden name, and he was just like Dempsey. What am I gonna do? <laughs> like, if this doesn't work, like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> Everybody's been shrinking so much. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know, man, but I'll support you. Like, I, 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 and I'm sitting here going, I don't know this guy. I don't really even know how this guy knows my name. Uh. But he's just like, Dempsey, I don't know. Like, he was stressed. Dempsey, yeah. I don't, I just don't know. What am I going to do? And I'm like, man, I, I don't know, but I'll, I'll back you up. Did they figure it out? They figured it out, like, with, I mean, it was like three minutes before the show was supposed to start, and they finally mm. figured it out. Oh, well, that's good. But they made sure, but like, they, like, I was the only, like, non personnel person who like knew that there was a hiccup in the technology wow oh wait a story worthy of george R. R. martin himself (laughs) that's good times that brewery doesn't exist anymore oh they closed their doors i'm sorry i have a lot of fond memories there yep that was yeah. the first place I ever saw people drunk at nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, I think that about does it for us tonight. Uh, you want to tell people where they can find us? Yeah. So y'all can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at your words podcast. And we have a website at your words dot com. So come find Did us you- and tell us, Hey, yeah so uh thank you for joining us again at your words against mine uh thank you for tuning or coming in elizabeth i mean of course like what would the show be without your co-host it'd be me just sort of uh looking around floating around in the ether yep yes (laughs) bye Okay, bye.